Hey Rebel Souls, welcome back to the Rebel Rising podcast with me, your host, Katie, a marketing consultant and business mentor for bold women. I am really going to dive into a little bit of a different episode today. This is our 11th episode. I cannot believe I have done 11 episodes, including incredible interviews on this podcast. Today is going to be different. Today is a deep and vulnerable episode. It is a personal share that affects both my personal life and my business life. And it's taken me a little while to come to terms with this and actually speak about it and share about it. So bear with me. It's going to be a different kind of learning for you all. Learning more about me, who I am as a person and yeah, I'm going to share it all. So let's dive into it. About six weeks ago now, I was diagnosed with ADHD combined type, which is basically a mix of attention deficit and hyperactivity. As you know, I'm a mom. I'm 37. I've been diagnosed with ADHD at 37. So I've been going about my entire life with ADHD. And it really started a couple of years ago when I really started to learn more about ADHD and realize that maybe I have ADHD. So I want to take you through the process of my diagnosis, how I realized and and what I'm doing about it now or how I feel about it now. So about six weeks ago, I had my assessment, which is a four hour assessment. But let me take you back to like how that all started. So a year ago was when I went to my GP And I said, like, I have had anxiety pretty much my entire life, as far back as I can remember, like my teens. And I remember going to my GP and just saying, like, I don't think it's just anxiety that I have. I'll go into like how I realized in a minute, but it was really like, this is affecting me in so many different ways. It's not just anxiety. It's not just, you know, feeling down in myself or any of that. It's much deeper than that. And I explained what I was feeling to my GP. And so my doctor, for anyone who who doesn't call their GP, their, their general practitioner or doctor, but I started to have that conversation with her and she referred me to the mental health clinic, which when you go to the mental health clinic, they sit you down and let me tell you, they do an assessment on your mental health, asking you crazy questions, very, very deep, vulnerable questions for about two hours They want to assess you to see if it is ADHD or if it is possibly some other mental health issue, right? Or mental health disorder. So I sat down with them, did that assessment, and they then had me fill out a load of forms related to ADHD, kind of questionnaires and stuff like that, which if you have ADHD, you will know that we hate filling out questionnaires. It is just not the vibe. So I sat down with the questionnaires and I did that for a while and sent them in. Then I didn't hear anything for months. Now, I have to say that the mental health team were checking up on me. So they were ringing me to make sure that I was okay, asking me questions about like my mental health state, all the things. But I wasn't getting in front of the consultant yet. So I kept chasing it. If you are from Ireland and you know our health service and particularly our mental health service, you have to be on top of your shit if you want to get in front of someone. If you just like rock up and, you know, wait, you could be waiting years. And the waiting list for an ADHD assessment is about 18 months to two years right now. So I just kept pushing. I was like, I just want to 
have this conversation, have my assessment and see, you know, where I'm going with this. So on the basis that I had filled out all of these forms, I was a, let's say I ticked all the boxes to be a candidate for an ADHD assessment, a full assessment with a psychologist and psychiatrist. So I kept pushing, kept pushing with the mental health consultant that I was uh, speaking to, who was amazing. I have to say he was incredible. And I kept pushing and I kept asking him like, can you check up? Can you check up? And he did. And he came back and I had an appointment within, I would say it was just under a year. So it was about 11 months and I had my ADHD assessment. Now, for anyone that thinks they have ADHD or you have ADHD, you will know that keeping attention is one of the difficult parts. So when you have to go in and sit and do a four hour assessment, it was even longer than that, four hour assessment, it's intense. And for me to keep listening and keeping my attention to be able to give the proper answers, it was really, really difficult. But the psychologists that I sat down were amazing. They were so good. And I invited my mum into the whole thing. So they do ask that you have like a parent, someone who knows you for a long, long time, who can comment on your childhood, what you were like as a kid, all of that with you at the assessment, but they only have to be in for part of it. I decided I wanted my mum in for the whole lot. They said, it's totally up to you. Me and my mum have like such an open relationship there's nothing she doesn't know. So I said, right, I'll sit down and have my mum with me. At least I'll have that support. And mum was amazing. She was so good. And also, I think she was going into the assessment thinking that, nah, there's no way she has ADHD. Like, there's no way. And through the assessment, I could see her, even the answers that she was giving, she was like, okay, maybe, maybe. And the psychologist went out to speak to the psychiatrist at one stage. My mum was like, well, what do you think? And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that I do. And she was like, yeah, I think you might. Um, so it was really supportive to have my mom there. She was just amazing. So it's, I would highly recommend if you do have that relationship with someone, it doesn't have to be a parent, but someone who knows you from like childhood that can sit and support and help you like jog your memory about things and answer questions, help answer questions of what you were like as a kid is so helpful, especially if you have any sort of attention deficit. So that was that. Did the four hour assessment. And at the end of the assessment, they went in, spoke to the psychiatrist, all that kind of stuff. And they came back in and said that, yes, you have ADHD combined type. And I just started crying. I think it was one from tiredness and two, it was kind of like, wow, like I never knew this about myself. I didn't like, it's confirmed that I'm not going crazy. All of these thoughts, the way I do things, everything that has been my entire life, it's not all in my head. This is something now that I get to, you know, live with and know that I have so that I can put measures in place that are going to make my life easier and the lives of the people that are closest to me easier. So that was that day. Two weeks later, I had an appointment with the psychiatrist to further go. So he's, he was like the consultant to further go into it and talk about like medication, all those different options. And I'll talk to you about what I've decided to do on that in a minute. But there's obviously stimulant medications, non-stimulant medications, therapy, like going down the natural route. There's all the different options. And so he gave me medication and I'll talk about whether I'm going to, you know, take that or what route I'm going to go down towards the end of this podcast. But 
that was another, I had to bring my husband in. So they advised to bring your husband in so that they can like kind of talk to them and, you know, like my husband, God, I love him to bits, but he's very black and white about things. He's like, no, you don't have ADHD and you know, you don't need to go down this route. And I knew that I did. And it was more for me and, you know, internally of how I process things and how I deal, deal with things and how I do things day to day. But he came in and, you know, they explained to him and explained the medication route and all of that. So it was good to have him there with me as well. So that was a couple of weeks ago. And then we had a a death in the family. So I really had to take some time to kind of sit with everything before sharing about this diagnosis. It wasn't from, you know, point of view that I didn't want to share about it. I'm not ashamed about it whatsoever. If anything, I see it as a superpower. So if you do have ADHD or you think you might have ADHD, look at the positive side. Like the way our brain works is incredible. It is incredible. And there's so much positive things that I have to say about that. So that was really the diagnosis stage. I want to talk to you now about like how I even got to that point, right? How I realized, wow, I might have ADHD. And it was probably about two years ago when I started going down this route. Firstly, I was working with a client who had ADHD And as she was explaining things to me, because I knew very, very little or nothing about ADHD at this point, to be honest, I thought it was, you know, the hyper little boy in the classroom, like that wouldn't sit down, that was like really disruptive. You know, that's what I thought ADHD was. And that's what I pictured it as. Did I picture it as a very highly capable woman, successful woman who has, you know, had an incredible career and done a lot with her life and creates her own business and entrepreneur. No, I didn't. Who's gone through college, who's done all the things. No, I didn't. And that was where I first started to realize working with this client, I was like, wow, because you're incredibly intelligent. You have achieved so much in your life. And you know, you're, you don't seem hyper, etc. It's very different in women seemingly, right? So that was a realization. Then I was, as I was working with that client, different things like she was explaining to me, I was like, mm-hmm, okay. In the back of my mind, I was going, I, that, that really sounds like me, but everyone can have symptoms of ADHD. And this is what this psychiatrist actually told us. Everyone can display symptoms of ADHD because some of them are quite normal where it's not normal or where it's might be an ADHD problem versus just maybe stress or something like that is when it's constant and it's affecting your day-to-day life. So I started to go down the rabbit hole of kind of researching ADHD. And as you do on social media, you go to TikTok and maybe a video comes up. And then as you watch more videos on that topic, the algorithm just feeds you more and more videos about that topic. So that's what happened. I went down the TikTok route and saw tons of videos of women just like me, a lot of entrepreneurs, which really surprised me. And I was like, wow, like these are making so much sense to me right now. Even things like I would walk in and go to put on a wash in the washing machine, laundry for any of my US folks. I would go in and put on a wash and I'd be like, okay, put in the wash. I would have like... (laughs) the washing half done. And then I would be off somewhere else doing something else. 
and could never seem to get anything done. So when I was even like tidying or cleaning up or doing things like that, everything just seems like mayhem because there's things open everywhere. I'll start jobs and not finish them and move to the next and move around the room and nothing is getting done. So that was one thing. I have massive overstimulation when it comes to noise and stressful, overwhelming situations. So when it comes to like the kids shouting, like if we have friends and family around here for dinner and there's lots of kids and there's lots of noise and there's, you know, people talking and the kids screaming and all that, I feel like I want to scream inside. I like just really don't want to be in that situation. And sometimes I can snap, like I'm going to give it all to you here. Like sometimes I can snap and that is just pure overstimulation of all the noise and all the things that are going on in the room. It really like my brain is already going a hundred miles a minute. Another thing that I saw was, you know, how the brain works is in when I'm sitting, having a conversation with someone, my brain is already thinking about all the things that either all the things I have to do, all the pieces of information that I want to you know, contribute to this conversation. So the next thing I'm going to say is already in my mind and I'm really trying so hard to listen to what they're saying, but my mind is just focusing on what I need to say next to keep that conversation going or to sound interested or whatever. And sometimes it can seem like I'm not listening. I'm also really impatient when people take really long to get stories out. (laughs) I'm sorry, dad, but you're one of the worst. When someone just takes so long to get stories out, I'll start like finishing their sentences or interrupting, or I could just interrupt you with some random other conversation or other thought. I don't mean to do this. It doesn't mean that I'm not interested. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have the conversation. It is literally like my brain is already going a hundred miles a minute and I can't help it. So that is something that really I noticed as a, you know, a big thing that I would do a lot. The other thing was about two years ago, I burnt out really badly. Like I was sitting in my daughter's room, like crying. I felt like I just couldn't go on with anything. I felt like my mind was going crazy. And I went to the doctor and they just said it, you know, it was burnout and anxiety. But when I look back, I'm like, that was definitely like an ADHD burnout because I was doing so many things at the one time. I was working full time. I was trying to grow my business and launching a course and everything just felt really heavy. I was going to bed like midnight, getting up at 5 a.m. and just work, 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 work and like not sleeping very well. And I had just gone into this cycle of working and it got too much and I totally burnt out to the point where I thought I was going crazy. Like I really thought I was going crazy. So that was another thing. And really just over the years, like looking back and looking at these videos and looking back and going, yeah, like that is totally me. I will look for the next adventure. If you have been around here for a while, you will know that I have pivoted my brand and my business three times already in like three years, less than three years, like three times already, because I get bored very easily, which I love to like change around my house. I love to go to different places. I need that adventure because it gives me that dopamine hit. So again, that was another realization. I was like, wow, okay. When it comes to being distracted, like, oh my God, I am so easily distracted. 
I could be doing one thing. I could know that in two hours time, I've got a big ass presentation to give and I have to still create the slides because of my ADHD. I've left it to the last minute and I still have to create the slides for that presentation. Yet I'll be there like online shopping or doing something else random right up until it is literal crunch time where I have to get it done. That is how my brain works. I will forget important appointments, important things like taking any medication or my daughter has to wear an eye patch and I will always forget it because it's like not in front of me right there. I can't see it. Then it totally goes out of my brain. Like that's it. It's just gone. So forgetting important things like getting easily distracted, avoiding tasks that just do not bring me joy such as business accounts. Thankfully, my dad is my accountant and he does it all because I hate that stuff. And like avoiding those things until it becomes like last minute. That always happens. Always balancing multiple things at multiple times, like spinning plates is a huge thing. And when I look back, like when I did my final college exam. So when I studied a marketing degree, I was also working full-time in a demanding job for Dell as a recruiter. And I basically was doing that, was doing the marketing degree and organize my wedding, was doing the marketing degree finals and organize my wedding in Croatia, a country that I had never been to for 70 plus guests all at the same time. Like this is, this is the hyper-focus. So I get hyper-focus and then there's other times I can't do anything. There are doom piles always in my house. So I will like clear out a wardrobe or whatever, and I'll have like a pile of stuff or a bag of stuff and it will be there for months. It won't move from there. Like that's another thing. So there was just so many things that kept coming up and I was like, okay, this is me. Then I went and had the diagnosis, all the things, right? Did all of that, realized that this, yes, this is what I had. This is the problem for me. It does affect my day-to-day life. And now I'm at the point where it took me a few weeks to kind of, I suppose, sit with the, the idea, sit with the new identity of me and also realize that, you know, it is who I am. And yes, I've had it for all of my life, but I still get to make things better. I still get to put things in place that are going to help me, that are going to improve my life, improve my relationships, improve my work, my business, improve my sleep, improve my health. And that is what I'm focusing on. So right now we're in research mode. (laughs) If you've got ADHD or you think you might have ADHD, when we like focus on something, we research it to the bone, right? So I'm going to talk more about this on on other episodes, but right now what I'm focusing on is my superpowers, right? My superpowers. How do I really use this to my advantage? Like how do I use the good parts of it and how do I help those parts that are maybe not so, you know, easy, like the paralysis and not being able to get anything done? I only made the decision yesterday that I don't want to go down the medication route after talking to a very good friend of mine, my husband and my own thoughts and research that I really don't want to go down the medication route. They had prescribed a non-stimulant medication, but I still don't want to do that. I will go down the CBT therapy route. So cognitive behavioral therapy, also mindfulness. I will continue with my like ice baths because they really help with my head as well and my mental health. I'm going to investigate more natural supplements and maybe homeopathy and things that are going to support me and get me to that place that 
are not medication because that's the route I want to go down. If you know me, if you know me, you will know that I like a lot of natural things. Like I have a lot of natural fragrance in my house, like essential oils, and I use them for the kids when they're sick and all of that. So I want to explore that route. And that is what I'm going to do now. (sighs) Okay, it's out there now. It's out there. And I have shared and that's what I just really wanted to do this episode on was to share all of it. So at first, yeah, I might have been a little bit sad and I cry, but it was more like, wow, realization. And I feel lighter now. I feel much lighter. I feel much happier that I know what's been going on. And now I get to put improvements in place in my life that are going to support me and my family. And I get to be me as this new identity, right? So that's where I'm going. I'm going to do some investigation. If you have ADHD or you think you have ADHD, come and send me a message on Instagram and let's have a chat because it is, it can be lonely when you're going through the process of thinking you have it. And also if you have it and you've got things that are working incredibly for you in your life, I want to know about them. So come help me. So you can catch me over at rebelrising.co on Instagram or on TikTok as well. And you know where to catch me. You can reply to any of the emails if you're on my email list. If you are not, drop me a mail on Instagram and I will get you added. I will share much more about this as I go through the process of research and investigating everything. But right now, I just wanted to share with you, be open and transparent and share what's going on. So I will love you and leave you with that. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I'll be back next week with another juicy episode. And that's it. Over and out. I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Until next time.